Welcome to the Birch Meadow Way podcast. We are students that go to Birch Meadow Elementary School. We will share what we have learned in school and our personal interests with you in this totally student-created podcast. You will learn about a lot of cool science and social studies topics. This podcast also includes non-school-related segments like a joke segment, book buzz segment, and story time. If you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes quicker. Make sure to check out our website, too. Without further ado, let's get started. Hi, people and Virtue Bears. We are Audrey and Jason. Hey, Jason. Today I was reading a cool book about the Southwest, and one thing really caught my attention. Oh, are you talking about the Carlsbad Caverns? That caught my eye, too. Yeah. Oh, and did you read the part about how the calls by Kevins were discovered by a young cowboy by the name of Jim White in 1898? Yeah, I did. I also learned that Jim White discovered the caverns when he saw a swarm of Mexican free-tailed bats coming from somewhere. When Jim White went to go see where the bats were coming from, he found out that they were coming out of a natural entrance in a cave. That's really cool. What do you think, audience? Hey, Audrey, do you know where exactly the calls by Kevins are? Yes, I do, in fact. The Carlsbad Caverns are in the Guadalupe Mountain Range in the Chihuahuan Desert. The caverns are all underground, so you can't see them from above. Oh, and by the way, the caverns are in the southeastern part of New Mexico near the town of Carlsbad. That's how the caverns got their name. You're right, but did you know how the Carlsbad Caverns were formed? No, could you tell me about it? Well, around 4 million years ago, the caverns used to be a limestone coral reef. Certain elements formed something called sulfuric acid, which eroded and formed caverns. Wow, that's really cool. We'll We'll be be right right back back after after a short ad. This segment is sponsored by no one. But we wish it was sponsored by Cherry Granola Bars. Delicious and cherry granola bars. Possibly sold at the underground store inside the Carlsbad Caverns. And we're back. You know, Jason, one thing that I thought was really cool was all the stalactites and stalagmites that formed in the caverns. One thing that I thought was crazy was that it takes 85 years for a stalactite to go half an inch. Imagine how long it took for those huge stalactites and stalagmites to go in the big room. I once found a stalagmite that looked like a huge anglerfish. Oh yeah, that's really cool. There are lots of stalagmites and stalactites that are shaped like animals, shapes, and other objects. Oh, and did you know that the big room is the biggest chamber in the caverns at 4,000 feet long and 625 feet wide? Wow, that's a big room. It also explains the name. Fun fact time. In the 1900s, people used to go to the ca- into the caverns just to mine for bat poop. Gross. Carlsbad Caverns had its own national park called the Carlsbad Caverns National Park. Seems like a cool place to visit. The name of the park is pretty obvious. Why? Well, that's just some stuff about the Carlsbad Caverns. But there's still so much to learn about the caverns. You're right. Bye. P.S. The caverns caverns are a cool cool place to visit. The end. Hello, my name is Lucas. And I'm Owen, and we're going to tell you all about Diary of a Wimpy Kid series by Jeff Kinney. Diary of a Wimpy Kid is about this kid named Greg Halfley, who is in middle school. Greg Halfley thinks middle school is the worst thing ever. There are 15 books in the series, and there are a few movies. You should also know that, that at school, Greg Halfley 
has a slice of cheese outside on the blacktop, and whoever touches it will have a, have the cheese touch. We recommend you read Diary of a Wimpy Kid by Jeff Kenny. To find out how Greg Hackley survived sixth grade. Bye. Hi, welcome to Sports Hub. In this segment, we'll be sharing information about famous athletes. Hi, this is Brendan and Reed. Today, we'll be telling you about Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders was born on July 16, 1968. He was 5'8". His time in the 40-yard death was 4.37 seconds. Sanders played college football for Oklahoma State Cowboys, where, as a junior in 1998, he completed what is considered one of the greatest individual seasons in college football history, rushing for over 2,850 yards and 42 touchdowns in 12 games. Barry Sanders' legendary career ended in 1999. His rookie card is worth $35. I hope you enjoyed learning about Barry Sanders. Have a great day. Hi, this is Charlie. And Reed. And Brendan. Today, we will be talking about Taylor Hall. Taylor Struba Hall is a Canadian professional ice hockey winger for the Boston Bruins of the National Hockey League. He was the first overall pick in the 2010 NHL entry draft selected by the Edmonton Oilers. He previously played for the Oilers, New Jersey Devils, Arizona Coyotes, and Buffalo Sabres. Taylor Hall was born on November 14, 1991. Currently, he is 29 years old. He was born in Calgary, Canada. His current team is the Boston Bruins, number 71, left wing. He makes $6 million a year. His goals are 228. He has 360 assists. That's all about Taylor Hall. Thanks for listening. Today in our podcast, we will be talking about wildfires and droughts. These forces of nature can be deadly to animals and humans. Sounds dangerous, but after you hear this podcast, you might know what to do, how to stay safe, where these things might happen, and how it happens. So listen up. Hey Danny, did you know that there are many, many wildfires each year? Cool, what is a wildfire? Oh, Danny, to start, I will tell you that wildfires are not like a fire you would make in your backyard to roast marshmallows over and hang out near. It is a really big, deadly, out-of-control fire. Some wildfires can get really big quickly. Some spread to be so big that planes filled with thousands of gallons of water need to help to put out the fire. Well, I did not know that wildfires could be so big that planes holding thousands of gallons of water would have to help put out a deadly wildfire. I thought that a wildfire was just a wildly good fire that you would roast marshmallows and hang out near to stay warm. Now I know that it's way different. I am Henry, and I will tell you what a drought is and what it looks like. A drought is something that can last years. It is when there is not a lot of water and it is very dry and hot outside. During a drought, people might die because they do not have enough water to drink. Sometimes during a drought, you will see cracks in the ground. 
This is because it is so hot outside. Hi, I'm Lucy. I will be teaching about the causes of a wildfire. I hope you enjoy today's facts. The main causes of a wildfire are fuel, oxygen, lightning, and hot lava. Almost 90% of wildfires are caused by humans. When a forest or any place is very dry, just one spark, and you can get a very big fire. With the wind, a fire can spread very fast and a big fire can start. Fires can also start from water. Sometimes when, a wa- when water gets really, really, really hot, it can start a fire, but that won't happen most likely. Hi, I am Abby and I will be teaching about the effects on people's homes and animals forest after, after a wildfire. First, I'm going to teach you why a wildfire is good for a forest. You might be wondering, why is a wildfire good for a forest? Well, that question is about to be answered. Wildfires are good for a forest because they burn down old trees and make room for new seedlings so they can get sunlight. Another effect is that it can burn down people's homes. It can also burn down animal homes too. And that is why you need to know about the effects of the wildfire. Danny, how are droughts measured? They are measured by high temperature and not a lot of rainfall. This is the best indicator that a drought is coming. Not a lot of water in Earth's force is a drought indicator, too. Can you tell me an indicator that is easy to see? Okay, well, another drought indicator that is more easy to realize is low water level in streams. It's also a good indicator that a drought is coming to you. Some ways to prevent a wildfire are not to start a campfire during a dry time, never leave a campfire unattended, put out a campfire completely before leaving or going to sleep. When a wildfire is too big, helicopters come and dump water over the fire. Here's how to stay safe from a drought. One way to stay safe from a drought is to stop wasting water because if we do keep wasting water, we will have a huge water shortage. One of the last ways to stay safe from a drought is to spread the word to stop wasting water. Did you know that wildfires can happen anywhere, but usually in dry areas? They are common in forest areas in the U.S. and Canada, and in Australia and South Africa. Here are some famous wildfires. The 1988 Yellowstone fires were caused by drought and winds. They burned for many months. They affected almost 800,000 acres of Yellowstone. 2018 was the worst year of wildfires in California. There were more than 7,500 and more than 100 people were killed. Remember, if you ever start a small fire by accident, call the fire department. I hope you learned something about Jotun Wad first. Welcome to the Joke Junction. Get ready to have your funny bone tickled. Hey, Aiden, why did the bananas go to the school nurse? I don't know why. It wasn't peeling well. <laughs> hey, Reed, why can't you hear a pterodactyl going to the bathroom? I don't know why. The P is silent. Hey, Cam, why was the school in an airplane? I don't know. So the students could get a higher education. 
Hey, Owen, what do you take before eating lunch at school? I don't know. What? A seat. <laughs> hey, Lena, why do bees have sticky hair? I don't know, Leah. Why? Because they have a honeycomb. <laughs> hey, Leah, why was the Easter Bunny so upset? I don't know. Why? Because it was having a bad hair day. Welcome to Storytime. Hi, I'm Anora, and I'm going to be telling you a short story. I hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Anna. I'm going on a picnic just for me. I know it's going to be the best picnic ever. I'm heading for the beach. I'm so happy to get all this time for myself. I'm wearing a nice sundress with pink sunglasses. My blonde hair flapped in the cool breeze. Fun fact about my parents. They met at the beach when they were only 10 years old. I know, cool, right? Anyways, it's a long walk to the beach for me. My sister Christina and my brother Chris hate the beach. I mean, who doesn't like the beach? They hate it because, well, they don't like water or the sand. So anyways, I'm 10 years old and heading for the beach. But don't expect me to just happen to find my true love there. Anyways, I look around. I'm in the parking lot for the beach. That means I'm almost there. Finally, I arrive at the beach. I take off my flip-flops and touch the soft sand. But when I touch the sand, I hesitate. Then I thought, nothing bad's going to happen to me. What could possibly go wrong? I quickly take my foot off the sand. Ouch! The sand is burning hot. I mean, it is summer, so I'm guessing every beach of sand is burning hot. Then a seagull, which was circling around me, spotted my picnic basket. The seagull squawked so loudly that it made me drop the picnic basket. The seagull quickly spotted my bag of cookies and took it. Luckily, I caught the other side. I pulled as hard as I could to get the bag of cookies back. But I lost grip, and the seagull flew into the sun with my bag of cookies. Just great. I was going to save that for dessert. I wanted to scream at that stupid seagull, but instead, I simply put my flip-flops on, grabbed the food that fell out of the basket, and set it up my picnic. But then the wind blew all my stuff away. Ugh, seriously? Suddenly, I see my chocolate chip muffin, which is part of my dessert. I raced out to it. But the stupid wind blew my muffin into the sea. I quickly took off my sundress which underneath had my, has my bathing suit, and jumped into the sea. I see the muffin and swim towards it. But suddenly, I came face to face with a shark. Ah! I've got to get out of here! I quickly get out of the sea and run towards my picnic basket. But it blows away too. Stupid wind. My mom and dad won't pick me up until 4.50 p.m. I check my waterproof watch. It's 4.33 p.m. I groan and walk home. This was the worst picnic ever. And I'm not telling anyone about it. First, the sand nearly burns my feet. Second, a seagull stole my cookie bag. Third, the wind blows my stuff away and so on. Wait, what? Where's Sharon Street? Oh, come on. Now I'm lost. I can't believe this. A few minutes later, I'm home. I hope nothing bad happens to me now. Also, if anyone asks how my day at the beach went, I'll tell them that I just went face to face with a shark. The end. listening to our episode we hope you had fun listening and we know you learned a lot we certainly had a lot of fun doing it remember to hit subscribe and check out more of our episodes and don't forget to go to the birch meadow way podcast website 
learn, achieve, believe together.